Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. Happy Thursday. I didn't uh, make a video yesterday. I had a little long night, and I'm so serious about, you know, just kind of taking, taking it more easy and working to find a more easeful way of approaching my work, my life, um, and I had a good conversation with my homegirl. I think this was Monday night. Um, and she asked me what has, you know, because we have these type of conversations all the time. Sorry, y'all, that's my school bell. But we have these type of conversations all the time about, you know, lessons we can take from things and just kind of questioning different things and having a larger perspective. And I like those conversations not to be all, you know, ooh and eerie or not to, you know, uh, spiritualize everything. But I do, I am a strong believer that, you know, we are humans having a, you know, we are spirits first having this human experience. And so I think to me, there's a, uh, there can be a deeper purpose, a deeper meaning to everything. Um, and also just having that perspective helps me, I think, to, uh, to cope. It helps me to put context around things because some things will never be fully understood. And even the way I'm trying to put it into context may not be it at all. It's just because it happened. But as humans, we need to understand, we need to have a logical reason for everything because we're living on this, you know, 3D, very real human plane. Uh, so she asked me, she was like, I know you're still processing the passing of your mentor, but, and I know you were close with her, is there, you know, anything that you've been reflecting on since her passing? And I told her, yeah, like the main thing that keeps coming to me, like, of course, first she asked me, what is she, what, you know, what is the impact she had on our life? Because she was like, you know, sometimes it seems like the people who have a great impact, like their time in your life, whether it's through death or through them passing like on or, you know, like y'all not being friends or anything like that, like they have the greatest, they can sometimes have the greatest impact and I said, yeah, like she motivated me to really see my gift as a teacher. Like I knew that teaching was my thing. Like I knew that naturally, because I think teaching is an art and a skill. Like I knew I enjoyed teaching, but in ways I did feel like, well, is this going to be enough? And I feel like she saw that and she spoke that to me. Even when I didn't ask, I didn't really tell her my plans. And she made me see that teaching was enough. Like I wasn't settling because I decided to take the educational and teaching route of dance and that I had a gift and I, I needed to be with all types of students. And I had the gift to work with multiple demographics, with multiple age groups. And I believe I do, but she was the one who like spoke it and affirmed it. Um, and then just to see the way she loved teaching and she was so invested in dance education. I was texting a friend yesterday and she went to like Juilliard and she went a whole different route, the performance route in dance. And she was like, who's your mentor? Cause I told her I'll be in New York. 
next week for the funeral, she was like, who's your mentor? I think, you know, I got a, I got a friend who I think posted her and I told her her name. She was like, oh my God, yes, that's her. And just to see her reach, you know, um, I'm based in Texas and she lived in Dallas, I mean, in New York. So they had a candlelight visual in front of her old high school she taught at for 11 years. She was there for 11 years. And then she just became a full-time professor in the dance department at Rutgers University. And she was only there for like less than a year. Um, and the at the visual, like this visual was planned very last minute. And of course they had a Zoom for the people who couldn't make it. And it was 120 of us on Zoom alone. But when they panned the camera around like it was twice as many people standing in front of that school and you know in new york it's still cold right now <laughs> and that just goes to show to me her reach and her impact and i think what's hard for me to uh to like wrap my my mind around is like i just feel like she was just getting started you know, like her and my mom, she was two years older, younger than my mom. She's about to be 45. She was about to be 45 this coming May. Like, that's young. To me, that's young. Like, for most people will tell you that's, you know, in their late 30s, that's when stuff really started to pop off from what they were working on in their 20s. And here she is not even able to enjoy, you know, the harvest of the seed she planted. That's what I really feel like. Like, yes, I do believe she lived a full life, but do I think she even felt like she was ready to go from talking to her? It wasn't. And so to my friends, second question, like what I've been reflecting on is I told her about a conversation when my mentor first told me she was sick and she told me she had colon cancer. It was at the end of last school year. And when she told me, I was brought to tears. She was like, no, don't cry. You know, I'm gonna fight through this, I'm good. And one of the things she said, she was like, Whitley, you know, I can, I can tell you this because I know you gonna take it with the intention in which, you know, I mean it. I know you got, you know, your own relationship with God, but she was like, I think I pushed myself too hard. She was like, you know, I was always on the go, always like, yeah, I love what I do. She was like, but I don't think I, I rested enough and was really paying attention to my body and what it's been telling me. Like she, I asked her, how did she find out she had cancer? And she was just like, you know, she was walking up the stairs and she was getting way, way short of breath. And by the time she went to the doctor, they had to rush her to the emergency room because she had a lot of fluid in her lungs. And then she went home a week later, her doctor called her to tell her they found, you know, an aggressive cancer in her body. And her doctor was asking her like, how you been walking around like this? Like you haven't been short of breath. And she told her doctor, yeah, but I've been short of breath for years, you know? And it just made me think about how we kind of adapt to what shouldn't be normal, you know, like because we can be so in our heads and not in our bodies, we just kind of on the go and we begin to adapt and become more efficient with 
when we're really not being efficient, we're, we're really like compensating for what's not working anymore. And I know I've done that plenty of times when I've had injuries in the past. Like, it's like I'm still trying to push myself, like I'll get over it. And because I'm exagger exaggerating the issue, of course your body learns to adapt and pull from other muscles, which causes more imbalances. And she was just kind of reflecting at that on that as far as somebody who's aware, who's reflecting on her lifestyle. And so she kind of posed a question to me. She was just like, you know, I see a lot of myself in you because I was telling her, you know, I just feel like I'm always working, like, and I almost feel like I have to. And, you know, she just kind of posed a question to me, you know, you just want to spend time also living life and, you know, know that you're, trust that what you're working towards will happen. And even though she told me this during the summertime, y'all can watch plenty of my videos where I keep talking about, like, I'm learning how to ease. I'm learning how to slow down. Like, I've always been an achiever. I've always worked in this kind of masculine, strategic, very focused, very linear, produce, produce, produce aspect. And her passing is just making me pay attention to that more, like take it very seriously now um, because she's not the first specifically black woman who by the time, you know, they get in their 40s, like they're having these major health conditions that they can't ignore. My mom was like that. My mom was dealing with fibroids, which I didn't even know until she told me like later on after her surgery and she was on bed rest for like a month, um, two months. Um, and she was in her early 40s when she had to get a hysterectomy. And, the, and, it's, and at that point, she had to do it because she was passing out. The fibroids were size of grapefruits and she had multiple, um, like she had to. And I just remember asking my mom when I came back from New York kind of about her condition and is there anything that she reflects on. And she was just like, I just feel like God was telling me to rest sooner. She was like, I first found out I had fibroids like in 2008, 2009. And at this time, I'm like, I'm still about to leave middle school going to, going to my freshman year in high school. And we didn't even know, you know, mama kept that to herself. And she was like, that's when I first found out I had them. And, you know, I just been dealing with it. And I kept feeling like I had to continue to go because I had y'all and I was scared to take off work and, you know, just really take that time until God really sat her down. Like she got to a point where she couldn't ignore it anymore. And one thing my mom told me is she was like, I regret not taking care of my body sooner. And she was like, I was just scared. I was scared I couldn't slow down. I was scared like, you know, everything gonna fall apart when you're a single mother and, you know. But she was like, when I had my surgery, she was like, this check came in. I don't know where it came from. She was like, I was sustained through that season of not working. And I was like, dang, like, God would have provided that had you took action sooner too. And then there's this other woman that I follow. I don't know her personally, but I follow her femininity page online. I think she just turned 50, but she looks good. She looks like she's still in her late 30s. And she now has lupus, and she developed that about eight years ago. And she said the same thing. <laughs> like, 
When I was younger, I was always hustling, always going, pushing past my stress triggers. And when you get older, your body, you know, is going to give you the fruit of that. Like when you're younger, you start feeling the symptoms, but you got the energy to kind of push through. But she was like, once you get older, sometimes your body catches up with all that, you know, pushing and grinding that you put it through. And then it's like when you're supposed to be in a season where you're enjoying the fruits of your youth and the work that you put in, like you also battling this illness. And I've seen these from three black women that I respect, that I love, and they're all in the same age range. And I see so much of myself in that because I'm always pushing, I'm always grinding, sometimes to the point where I am tired, where I'm having these headaches, where I'm getting injured and starting and continuing to push on. And I was like, I don't want to work like that no more. Like there's a, I feel like there is a feminine way to attract my dreams to me. Like still, yes, put in the work, but not put my health and my body on the line to get there. Like I have a friend, she used to brag about not sleeping and then still getting up early and working all night. I'm like, no, like I realize I need my sleep now. Um, like I would push myself and y'all heard me say this before to get up at four in the morning to go work out five, six days a week. Well, today I slept in because I got up and did it yesterday. But today I slept in because I work nights on Mondays and Wednesdays. So I get home. I get home at a decent hour but by the time I'm taking a shower and cooking and just letting myself decompress. I'm still getting in bed around 10 or 11 o'clock. Waking up four and a half hours later just does not do my body well to be able to have the energy and the rejuvenation to be here all day and do it all over again. But I would push my body to do it. And now, like when I woke up this morning, I felt so refreshed that I haven't felt in a long time. And that's because every single day I've been seeing like, where can you take the pressure off, the unnecessary pressure off? Where can you like, you know, be okay with not doing this, you know, and trusting that you're still, you know, on your path. And I'm gonna tell y'all, it's been difficult. Sometimes, like, I battle with not doing enough, and that's weird that I have to unlearn that. And I keep speaking to black women specifically because that's something that we taught to go strive, to produce, to achieve, to do it yourself, not depend on nobody. Like, you got to get it or your whole world. Don't stop and have no kids. Like, you fed all those type of narratives, and you see your mom do it. You see your mom strive and do it on her own and by herself. But to me, that's also why black women have the highest ratings in 30s and 40s with cancers, fibroids, hypertension, like all these diseases that sometimes can be avoided, but we're getting them at late 30s, 40s. That's young. That's young. When I'm seeing white women who are in their 60s or 70s, like just now getting any type of illness, if that, and they're in high places and it could be certain privileges, but it's also like their work isn't better than mine. Their work and what they're producing isn't any better than women that I've seen. But because we're trying to get it in this, you know, very masculine, very, you know, can't stop, won't stop hustling and grind 
energy, I feel like we end up losing in the end because we don't have our health to sustain what we're creating. And um, I just don't want that to be my story. And I'm gonna tell y'all, it's, it's very challenging to really learn a new way because I am so used to going, 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 doing everything, having a deadline for everything, like pushing, like never having any amount of free time. And when I'm doing free time, I'm like back on, you know, doing things I gotta do to get to the next level. And this week alone, I've just been like, you know, really take it easy. Like you, you got the knowledge, you got the skills, still show up, but don't take the unnecessary pressure off. I gave my um, friend an example. I told her, you know, um, I got this grant uh, at the beginning. Well, I got it last year for this school year um, to do this project. And they sent me an email last minute last week saying, hey, if you want to be a sh do, be in the showcase, we need like these questions answered in any videos and stuff on Monday. Well, I had another date, which is the 11th on my calendar, which is when they told us originally when everything would be due. But now they like push it up if you wanted to be a part of the showcase. I could still turn my stuff in an 11th with no penalty, but like they told me about the showcase last minute and I was gonna push myself to do it. Like, of course I wanna showcase what we've been doing. Like, I'm very proud of it. But I emailed them, I said, is this the only deadline? Because I have the 11th on my calendar and that's what works with my work schedule, what I need to edit and all of that. And they emailed me back, they was like, well, for the showcase, yeah, we really need it then. And I was gonna push myself to do it, you know? And this is on Monday. So I was gonna push myself to finish doing it over, over after work, um, but there was the same day that they had my mentor's candlelight visual, and I was gonna get online and do that. I usually teach at my university Monday nights, and I was struggling canceling that class. I was like, I'll just watch the visual in the car. You know, so that was the first step. Like, Whitley, you, in a, you like in a season of grieving. I know you never lost anybody, but like, it's okay to cancel class this one night to like be by yourself and be in this visual instead of being in this visual. Now you feeling some type of way and you about to go in and try to be present and teach and active. Like, come on now. But I felt bad for doing that. Crazy, crazy. Like I felt bad for doing that. And then after the visual end, I saw my friend called me um, and I haven't talked to her in a long time. And honestly, I needed to talk to somebody, but I was like, dang, I can't call her. I'll probably call her later on this weekend because I need to get this done. And something told me like, Whitley, no. No, like you need a friend right now. Like you, you need to rest your mind. Like if you're not a part of that showcase, like take the pressure off. Cause they told you last minute, you still gonna have what you need to do done on 11, but what you got to prove. And so I did that and me and my friend was talking about these things and that's, to me, that's where it starts because honestly, I don't know how to take the pressure off. I don't know how to show up any other way than how I've always shown up, which is like all the time grind mode, all the time busy, all the time working. I don't know another way. And so I'm finding very small ways where even I'm becoming aware, like, Whitley, this is unnecessary. 
it's unnecessary to push yourself in this at this point it's unnecessary to like try to make fetch happen with this it's unnecessary to try to wake up and you just went to sleep like look what day you got tomorrow like you're not gonna be all the way there so yeah that's that's all I have for y'all today I thank you for listening I'm still processing this but um if I have a wrap-up message it'll just be if you're in the same boat as me where you're you know you're constantly grinding and think you got to produce and that's what you were taught to do and you're a woman our bodies weren't meant to be in that energy 24 7 so if we're not finding time even every day to just be to focus on how we feel we may be pushing past stress triggers that while we're young we don't it may not phase us as much, but you got to ask yourself when I really have the life that I want and I'm where I want to be, would I rather be fighting another health challenge or would I want to be healthy and thriving and be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor? And if so, what changes do I need to make in the way I'm pursuing my dreams and my goals? that make my life well-balanced and full. So I love y'all so much, and I'll see you on the next one.